Welcome, everyone, to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking with uh, an old friend from college. Um, he's known as the 209's muralist, and he's done amazing work throughout a couple of different cities here in the 209. So I'm really excited to find out more about where his passion for art came from and also all the amazing mural stories that I'm sure he'll have uh, to tell us about here tonight. But before we get started, as usual, if you haven't followed us on social media yet, please give the podcast a follow. You can find it at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm going to be starting to do a couple of live shows in the near future. So if you go ahead and follow those pages, you'll be able to find out when those will be. So tune into those. I'm working on some things too, and hopefully we'll have some shows here in the future. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please, I invite you to do so. You can subscribe basically wherever you're listening. There should be a way to get notifications or a subscribe button as well. And if you do so, you'll find out each and every time I post a new episode. I am trying my best to do a weekly schedule, which it's gotten a little bit better now, but uh, I can't make any promises right now. But um, I am working on getting more guests to make sure that I'm able to do the once per week schedule there. But if you do subscribe, you'll be able to find out each and every time a new episode is posted. So let's go ahead and get started with the 209 Journey podcast. So welcome, Joel Aguilar, to the 209 Journey podcast. How's it going, man? It's been a while. Good, good. yeah. How's it going, Luis? Good, good. I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, I mean, I still remember when I met you a couple of years ago, back when uh, we were in the same fraternity in college and how like talented you were with art. Uh, you know, you were always drawing, you were sharing your artwork. And so it's really awesome to see you like basically being able to showcase your artwork for anyone who's visiting the 209 at this point, right? Because you've had different art projects all throughout. So really excited to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, trying to I don't know, just trying to keep on doing what I love and trying to see what else is there to do with it. You know, like I'm really passionate at art and I want to just keep on learning, you know, different techniques, you know, different approaches, uh, how I can um, like express myself within, you know, the community and public spaces. And obviously, you know, just share more of that opportunity and that, that aspect of what it is to be an artist, especially in the Central Valley, in the 209. Yeah, that's really awesome because, I mean, uh, with any kind of art, there's always like room for improvement, right? And there's always like new tools coming out, right, that just help you um, yeah. make it stand out even more too, which is really awesome. Well, I want to get started, uh, starting with something that I like to start most of my episodes with. And that's really asking you about like what it was like for you to grow up in Livingston. Can you tell us more about that? Like what it was like before and then what it's like now, differences and whatnot? Yeah, um, well, Livingston is a pretty, you know, it's a relaxed kind of town. Nothing really exciting happens there. It's a, I think it's a great place to start a family. Um, where I grew up, it was really like neighborly. Uh, we all kind of hung out in the same, you know, obviously we all hung out. I feel like this, the doors weren't locked back then. We were just all just chilling, just have, having a good time growing. That's pretty much it. You know, once they got to to high school people started looking at college and seeing if they can get out of the town or be close to it you know different opportunities that's awesome i mean a lot of people that i talk to they say the same thing and 
Uh, I mean, I've been there a couple of times. I know that we all know them maybe because of foster farms, right? And <laughs> the oh, chicken yeah. smell that they could that's, smell. That's one thing, the... yeah. One thing about Livingston is that, yeah, we are at home to foster farms. And, yeah, when you drive in there, like, you'll <laughs> drive in other places in the Central Valley. And you're like, oh, man, it smells like cow. But then you get to Livingston and you're like, geez, it smells like, you know, it smells like <laughs> someone's cooking up chicken or it just smells like really, you know, it just smells like a chicken farm for sure. <laughs> so it's not it's not the best smell of the time, but you definitely forget about it once you're you're in Livingston. Like the first seconds, like damn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if if you want to like remember back home, all you have to do is just go to, to the grocery store and get, get some, chicken. some chicken, and it doesn't yeah. matter where you're at, right? You're like, okay, I'm back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I just always find it, you know. Um, something else right because i don't think any other town at least in the 209 could say the same thing about their city and such an iconic smell because like you said the cow smell oh yeah you could yeah. smell it anywhere but the chicken smell you could be blindfolded if they told you you know like, like, I'm, I'm be... <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it just is cool it's cool to also have like a recognition with smell as well um <laughs> Well, I, I want to uh, jump right to asking you about your artwork and, you know, tell us more about like where your passion for art came from and how long you've been doing art. Yeah, well, honestly, I think I was always curious at a young age. I was just doodling, doing cartoons, looking at things. And I was like, man, that looks cool. How can I trace that? Or, you know, just trying to figure out. I, I don't know. I just I looked at stuff and I thought, man, that's cool. I want to draw it, you know, um, just like the Sonic stuff in the back or, you know, like the fly that you have. I'm like. Hey, that looks like something cool that I want to replicate. So as a young kid, I would always try to, you know, I would look at something and try to copy it and see if I could get really close to it. Um, but, you know, I think it all started like in middle school. And from there, I just started taking it in high school for like my freshman year. And then I was like, man, I'm, I'm actually, you know, getting A's in, in art. You know, like, obviously, that's kind of like people are like, how do you not get an A in art? <laughs> but uh, for me, I think I always struggled with like just learning. I, you know, just as at an early age, I always felt like I had a difficulty in like reading math, but honestly, like history was always something fun for me. Uh, you know, seeing the illustration in history books, something always caught my eye within those books. I'm like, I'm that guy. I was like, does it have pictures in it? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm always just kind of like, huh. but that's when I started realizing, well, I'm really good at this. You know, I, I was fascinated in science uh, and trying to be an astronomer. But then as I got older into like my junior, senior year, I was like, maybe I should gamble on art. And and I did. Yeah. And hey, it's it's paying <laughs> off now. And, you know, it's good that you did. Right. Because I feel like overwhelming. You probably noticed this, too, right in the valley in the 209. It's like a lot of the artsy fields aren't viewed as like really valuable. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times a lot of parents are telling their kids like, Oh, you have to go and, and get one of those careers. Like, you know, like a doctor, a lawyer and you know, teacher. And no yeah, one really looks at those. Right. Because we're not like the Bay area or like LA. Right. Yeah. That's, that's something that um I had a, you know, talk with my parents and they're like, you know, we're they're They immigrated to California for a better opportunity, you know, for the family, for, for them, for us, for me. And, you know, they're, they're always like, making fun of it they're like i can't believe you came up to us one time and said i want to be an artist and you know as a joke they're like damn you vas a sacar de pobre and how <laughs> how how as an artist like you gotta tell me that 
And like you should have been, you were supposed to be a chiropractor, a doctor, uh, you know, something that was going to bring you like a lot of money, not an artist. So like how, well, let me tell you straight up, like, you know, in a good way, I feel like in a, in a nice way they, they said it. Well, my mom said it, she's like, I can't support something that I don't know. You know, like as a mother, I want to take care of you and, you know, doing like hard labor, doing stuff like, you know, going above and beyond and like in field work, in agriculture, you know, she wanted us to go a little bit higher. She's like, we don't want to see you. We don't want to see you struggle like us at this age. We want to make sure that you get the education and you can get a, at least in a comfortable level and do your thing. So that's something that stuck by me. You know, that's something that like I had to prove myself to my parents and let them know that it would be, that I'd be okay, you know, but it is a, it is a tough you know, decision to make, but I'm glad that, you know, it took a while, but then they saw that, that, you know, there was a shot for me in the art world, especially here in the Central Valley, since there's not much of it. It's actually important because, you know, a lot of places are looking for art and you don't really see it until you're in the business side of it all, where they're like, where are the artists? And that's why they search in bigger cities like SF and the Bay, because it is one of those things that you are told going into your field at like, where are you going to go after this? What are you going to do? And, you know, you can, you can give a, a, a nod and just be like, well, wh whatever happens, happens. Or if you have a game plan, you'll say like, I'm getting out of this town, I'm getting out of here and I'm going to make it big somewhere else, which is totally fine. But uh, for me, I always felt a connection back to home like there was something about Livingston that I resonated with and I was always brought home and um, you know it's one of those things that I don't regret I, I really feel like I made an impact through art here in the 209 and especially with a new community that I didn't even know existed that I thought like where the heck are all the artists at and then little you know little by little I start meeting them and it's really amazing to see that you know I'm not alone yeah and uh, I mean even though, you know, we don't, the art scene wasn't as big, right, as it is in a bigger city, I feel like that could also be a pro for you guys, right? Because that just means that you have more opportunities to share your work and to make more of an impact where maybe in like 15, 20 years, we're going to have a lot more artists that, you know, they'll still make an impact, but you could be like a pioneer in oh, the yeah. world of art here, right? Yeah, it's funny. I, I tell friends, I'm like, it's cool that you moved to a different place and, you know, you're doing art over there, but Honestly, I just feel like some some of us we want we'd rather jump on board instead of make the actual foundation. Like it's easy for us to just find a team that's already been established and just say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm with them." But it's really tough to start your own thing and start it from the ground up and just, you know, grow. That's something that people they they're not they're not too patient, I would have to say, because there is a lot of work you have to put in. So some people just want fast results. And going back to what you were saying, like it's it's actually beneficial for me to be here. It's good to be a big fish in a small pond because everyone's looking at that big fish. And that's you. You know, it's, you know, people are like, it's either, you know, you're a little fish in a big pond, then they're not gonna, they're not gonna recognize you at all from the rest of the fish. You know, just to go with that analogy of it, you know, it's it's kind of cool because, you know, when you do try to find an artist, you bet on one of those top lists right there in in, uh, in Merced, in the 209, which is kind of cool. Yeah, well, 
I want to talk specifically about your art, but before we get to um, your time as a muralist, I, I know that you've been in the industry for quite some time now. And so I want to know what was like the first like art project that you worked with, like, especially after graduating, what, what was that first art project that came your way that you had a chance to work with? Well, to go a little bit back in my undergrad, um, mm -hmm. I think I was really inspired by my trip to Italy. I went for study abroad for a whole year and that changed my life because I went to a place foreign for the first time and I stayed for a whole year, you know, and, I, and over there, it's a whole, like I lived in Florence, Italy. So that place is living and breathing art, like music. Like, you know, you had the greats there. You had, you had Michelangelo. I went to the school where Michelangelo taught at the end of his years where the statue of David is. And you see all this art and you see all these tourists and you're just doodling on your sketchbook and people are like interested in you. They're like, what's going on? What's this person drawing? Like I'm in Italy. They must be like really good. <laughs> I'm over here like doing like a crappy doodle, but you know what I mean? Like it's the thought of like practicing your craft in public and outdoors and just letting the world know, Hey, I'm an artist. And with that, going back to California, being in Turlock, of all places, um, you know, very conservative, very right wing. It's a college town, but it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like it's a college town at all. It's getting there, but it's very controlled. Uh, there's there's a there's a lot of uh, pullback to just ambitious projects. And one of the things when I came back was like, well, I want to continue this. I want like I have the ball rolling. Like, let's keep the momentum. And I created. Uh, a new series, which, you know, I tried to make like four to five, six bodies of work of a, of a concept that I was working on here back in the States. And it was uh, my first step to just doing a solo show. And then from there, I took it to Merced and just continuing these shows. Like, I just kept on showing, showcasing these paintings in different spots, regardless if they were galleries. Like I was looking at restaurants, coffee shops just showcasing my art and making it seem like this is a show. There's going to be music. Uh, there's going to be drinks. And that's something that I learned from being in Florence that there's, uh, you know, you have to do a call to action for your art. You can't just paint something and then that's it. There has to be a call to action towards what you did. And I think that's where it all started from. Just after that, the next year I started creating more series. And then after that, I ended up, you know, I think, uh, reaching out to public works and parks and rec and Livingston and telling them that I want a bigger project. That's awesome. Yeah. Like little by little, step by step, you're building your artwork. And, and it, and it all ties to just um, being in the public eye, like showcasing your artwork. Like that's something that you need to practice as an artist. Like, yeah, you, you know, you could be talented, but if you're just in your studio, not showcasing any of that, no one, no one's going to care. No one's going to know. Um, your value is just not being recognized. And you definitely, as an artist, you're, you're trying to communicate with the masses and yourself on what you're creating. And I think it's important just to get it out there. Yeah, that, that, that's the main thing, right? Make sure it's not just uh, sitting in your living room and yeah. <laughs> your friends are the only ones seeing it too. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what what would you say are like some of the challenges that like you've had to deal with um, thus far as, as an artist? Well, definitely the first one is yourself. Uh, one of the challenges that an artist goes through is just kind of like 
not um, giving themselves credit for their hard work. Sometimes you feel like, oh, what I created is garbage. Is mm-hmm. not It's not good enough to be even sold or even to think of a good price for it. Um, some people always just shoot themselves in the foot and just devalue themselves. And that's one of your first uh, obstacles is to get over that and really be proud of what you do. Um, and then the next is just the exposure to see if you can get your artwork to resonate with others. Uh, there's like a quote saying that I think like art's a reaction. Uh, art is all about the reaction. Like whatever you look at could be art. Anything that you look at, whatever reaction you got from it can be kind of shaped to be art. You know, someone can look at some random object and be super touched by it. And someone could walk by and see and just say like, that's just whatever that's, you know, people could look at a tree and be like, that's so beautiful. That's, it's like art in, in real life. And some people say could just as a tree at 5 PM, what are you talking about? So very subjective and um, finding your audience the people that support your work is also important because they will eventually be your, your Patreons, people like that. Um, another obstacle or like a struggle is just supplies. You know, you want to, you know, you have these ideas, but you don't have the supplies for you don't have the paper, you don't have the canvas, you don't have the, you know, the paint, whatever kind of medium you're using. You, you have to think about that, you know? Um, so you, your thoughts, your, your, the way you want to, uh, express yourself is limited by by that restraint of like, do I have enough money for like you know supplies, materials? Um, after that, I'm not quite sure. I mean, you got a lot of random problems that could occur, but I think as an artist, you're always looking at you know place, time, and resources for sure. Well, it's just all resources in general. <laughs> Lack of resource. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. There's a lot that, that goes with it too. But yeah, once you have it all, then it's like, go, go at it, right? And uh, do, do your art. Well, I, I really like the part that you said about art being subjective, right? And I think that's why anytime I'll go to like a museum or you look at paintings, just at like a restaurant, it's always really nice to see those really abstract ones, right? Because one person says one thing and you say, oh, I think I see this or this is what I think is going on. And I mean that that's why those paintings cost so much, right? Is that they're they're just so inspirational to anyone. But then I mean you could always have that one person that comes by and says, like, I don't know what that is. It's just some <laughs> random oh, yeah. shapes or something. It's uh it's one of the things that I tell people like when it comes to buying art or looking at pricing. Um, I always give them the the example of luxury cars. You know, like um if you want a car, it costs an X amount for a regular car. If you want like a really high luxury expense, you know, it's going to be expensive because it has that branding name and it has all these crazy features or it just runs really fast or it just looks really cool. Well, what's the point? Like you just need a car to get an A to B. What, what's up with all the flex? And, you know, like, like uh, that pertains to with art, like, you know, like uh, someone's like, why would that be this ma- amount of money? Like that looks like I could do that at home. I'm like, but you didn't. And, you know, like, <laughs> that's always the thing that we always say, like, you didn't do it. So that's why you're mad at it. Um, and that's part of the art. Like, that's the crazy thing. You reacted to this random abstract piece and and said, like, why? Why? You know, just why? 
And it's one of those funny things because it's like, well, why have a car for this reason if it's just meant to take you A to B? Like there's, if you want luxury, you're going to pay for luxury. If you want, you know, something that you need, then, you know, it's it's going to be a price that I think the masses resonate with. But when it's a want, it's not really much a need. I think I learned that in in like my economy class, you know, about the difference between a want and a need. So you don't need art. You want it. So you'll you'll do anything for it. Like Nike shoes are crazy expensive. And they're just shoes. You know, but why? Because, you know, we make it an addition. We make it a brand. It's, you know, you learn a lot about it, about this stuff in like art therapy. Uh, art- theory classes in your upper division some crazy concepts yeah a lot of those things they they tell us over and over again in marketing and and whatnot so (laughs) i'm like i I, i've heard that so many times to the needs and wants and whatnot but yeah it's crazy right i mean just you you slap one thing on one product and it could be the same exact thing and you know it's the name recognition it's uh the endorsements by famous people right that really and I'm sure it's the same thing in the art world, right? I mean, these paintings are being sold by a lot because these are people who are considered celebrities, right, in the world of art. So basically anything they draw, no matter what it is, is is going to be expensive, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, when you get to... <laughs> when you get stuff. to that level, then, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I want to talk about your murals, and I know you've been doing them for like two years now, so... Uh, you know, tell us more about that first one that you did. Where was it at? And what was the story behind how you got to do it? Well, yeah, uh, I think, what is it? I, well, I did an earlier one inside of a building for an art show. And I thought that's what, that was something really cool because that was like my first mural that I ever did, like, at all. And that kind of warmed me up to do the one that I want to talk about, which is the one in uh, Livingston. And with that one, I just kind of, Honestly, I honestly I was I got drunk and then like at two a.m. I wrote an email to Parks and Rec saying like I'm back because I I think I I just graduated from Stanislaus 2015 and then I I came back and and to Livingston just to you know just to chill be with my parents for a little bit just to kind of like recharge my batteries and I just wrote to them saying like I'm an artist I'm back like I want to do something like is there a free wall. Is there somewhere I can like spray paint or do a mural? And like within a week or so, I get an email back saying like, we've been looking for a mural artist for about a year. We've had this grant that, that you know, it's, it's frozen right now. And we want to renegotiate, you know, the grant with the city and all this stuff. And basically they had, they had the budget to do this uh, historic mural in their museum in downtown. And I was like, man, this is crazy. This is like a great opportunity. So it's, it was like a year long journey, you know, me like visiting other towns. I went to Lindsay Exeter. Um, I forgot the other one, but I went to like three different towns to see how their murals were in downtown to get a little feel for it. And I wanted to just blow it out of the water. Some of these murals were like really cool. Some of them felt like they were from, from textbook. It just looks like I opened a history book, which is, which is cool. But I wanted to, you know, give my own, uh, you know, my own flair to it. So, you know, I wanted to get the input of the community, which was something that was really tough. And I, I felt like I, I kind of did my best to kind of hear everything that was going on. Um, and it's, it's my first, it was my first mural. I definitely took my time with it. And with all the planning, all the budgets, you know, I definitely had to up my, 
business side of the art and and you know like get my business license my you know my fictitious business license and you know work work on the business side of it because mural murals are expensive murals are you know longevity wise you're looking at something that would be five to seven years long on a wall so you definitely need to prep right you need to get the right tools you need to get a scissor lift or a boom lift you need to get insurance and that's stuff that like i was just learning in 2016 i was like man i just wanted to paint a wall (laughs) and it started from there you know so it definitely was something that working with the city of livingston it prepared me to my next ambitious goals wow that's a really interesting interesting story right i'm sure when you saw the email you're like wait i i sent this when when i when i (laughs) no i remember i'll just kind of like you know what i'm like screw this you know you get in that in that artist mode and you're just like trying to just wonder if you're gonna make it or not because it's one of those moments where i'm like man should i have gone to the bay man should i have gone to san francisco should i gone to la and when you shoot your shot you know like that's that's when the crazy things happen you know you never know yeah that's why it's better to ask than just feel like yeah you know they're they're not gonna care they're gonna ignore me because i mean that was such good timing and It's like if you wouldn't have asked and just been like, yeah, there's no way they're going to be like cool with that or they're going to have it in their budget and yeah, it just gone by. <laughs> yeah, I would have just been chilling there. But it was, you know, it's cool. I ended up quitting my job. I was working for a sign company and I was just like, I don't need this. You know, I want to just chill, do art, do this mural, give it 100 percent. And, you know, never regretted that that choice. It was a you know crazy one. You know, I left in good terms. Like I wasn't trying to be like, you know, bye. You know, like, you're like I'm, I'm, I'm doing a mural now. Screw this. No, like it was, it was like in good terms that I was just like, hey, I really want to follow my passion, which is this, and I can't be here unless we can make this work. But it was another full time job, and I was doing this. I prefer working for my, working for me than someone else. Oh yeah, that, that's that's always the the dream. <laughs> um, so how long did that mural take you? That first one. It took me about two months. I was doing everything by brush and um, I was looking at other mural artists around my area and I was um, following a really great mural artist by the name of uh, Aaron Vickery. He goes by Phasm, Phasm Creative in Modesto. He does a lot of stuff in Modesto. And um, he was he was a friend of mine on, on Instagram and he was like, I'm gonna go check your stuff out because I, I still see you working hard on it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So he shows up and I'm, I'm kind of nervous because, you know, he's really good and I'm just doing everything by brush. And then he stops me for an hour and he's like, hey, uh, just want to know, like, how long have you been working on this? And I, I tell him, like, yeah, almost two months. He's like, whoa. He's like, you need to hurry up. It was like 100 degrees that day, too. So he's like, yeah, you need to come with me. I need to show you how to use spray cans. So really fast. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know. It's kind of iffy. And then I stopped production for about two weeks and I did work with him and we did two murals in, in those two weekends, you know, in one weekend we did one in Modesto and the other one, we did another one in a close to downtown in Modesto as well. And I was like, okay, I'm going back. I'm using spray cans. And within a week I finished the mural. So he was definitely right. Like, I don't know, like I just wasn't, it wasn't an approach that I was interested in until I saw him use it in this cool, you know, artsy way you know because the only thing that i know about spray paint is like uh graffiti 
So I, you know, I learned how to blend. I learned how to make straight lines. I learned how to make, you know, cool different, you know, techniques with spray cans. And knowing all that prepared me to just kill these walls really fast. That I, again, we we talked about perfect timing before, but also perfect timing on this part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come yeah. by too. Yeah, wow. That that's that's really cool. Um, I know there's a like a mural right there on uh, Winton Parkway at the end over by like the CBS. Do you know like who created that or did you have involvement in that? Because I know that one is like a relatively new one, right? It's only been there for in, like a couple of years. In, Liv- in Livingston? Winton. Yeah, at the very end of uh, Winton, there's like a mural there. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what was on there too. But I think I think a lot of people were on there too, basically like representation of the city. Oh, they're like cutouts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, with the city of Livingston, they wanted to continue on like their beautification project, um, and we decided to do these cutouts that represented the diversity in Livingston. Mm-hmm. And you know, so another homework that I had to do was how do I portray our residents? And at first, I, you know, the drawing board was looking like everybody was a farmer. You know, like I had a mm-hmm. Punjabi farm worker, I had a Hispanic farm worker, I had a Japanese American farm worker and I'm just like man we're more than this mm. you know like I def- like you know I know I can say like well there's there can be a a you know African American like uh nurse or, or doctor like we we have like Punjabi uh teachers but then I was like oh, that's so tough to kind of portray and I was like you know what that's something that we're proud of should be our culture it's something that like I get it we come to the states and we kind of want to like like rep USA, but we also like can't forget that we're, you know, we're bringing in our culture to this, to this melting pot. And I thought, oh, that would be really cool. Like, you know, get get you know the Punjabi communities, uh, in like input in how they want to be, you know, presented. You know, speak to the Hispanic community, speak to the Japanese American because we have a we used to have a really big. Uh, Japanese American community here and you know after you know the after what is it the internment camps it just we lost a lot of them they moved away they I don't know they just we there's like a picture in Livingston Museum where it's like uh, in front of the high school it's like a row of maybe 40 50 Japanese Americans like with their like uh, cultural attire and I'm like wow that's so cool and that's a ghost like that's just mm-hmm. an echo of something that was in the past and i'm like that we don't have anything like that here anymore and that's something that i was like we definitely need to represent community in a way where it also resonates to our culture because our culture and community are tied as well uh so heavily so you know did my research try to you know you're not going to make everyone happy with whatever you portrayed but you know i tried my best and that's something that i am pretty proud of that's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was trying to remember if it was a mural or, but I remember it was some kind of art <laughs> that that's on there, and I've seen it a couple of times when uh, I'm on that side. But yeah, I mean that's a really great place to have it at, right? Since that street is really busy, and you have people from all over, right? Not just people from around here, but you know, people get off to uh, get gas, and that's like the the stop, right? When you're either coming from LA or going to LA, <laughs> that's usually yeah. uh, a popular street there, but. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys are, are doing that too. And, uh, you know, you were able to have some involvement there. And 
and do your research on that because that's that's something that's really nice to be able to showcase to the community and you know show that they're represented there as well. Well, speaking of uh, some of these projects, uh, I know that another project that you've been involved with there in Livingston is the utility box beautification. And uh, I've seen them in other cities. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it's been a while if I've seen them uh, in uh, Livingston myself. But can you tell us more about what, what that project was like and really and some of the like artwork that you did on on some of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was going to do the mural in downtown in Livingston, I was kind of hesitant to, you know, do something so big. And the city manager at the time was like, hey, you can practice on these utility boxes. Like, and we'll, you know, we'll find, we'll find a funding, we'll find budgets for that and we'll get it. So I was really excited. So I basically got, you know, these utility boxes as canvases. And, you know, I tried to just have fun with it. Like it was just all to have fun. There wasn't really a concept or like a, a specific thing I had to showcase. I was just like, well, you know what? I'm like the Livingston artist. Like I, I can kind of depict stuff that I want and that, you know, we should be, you know, things that should just be cool. Cause these are just boring gray boxes. So there's some that portray like just random abstract stuff. Um, you know, like I have one with like an eyeball, like, uh, you know, it's like one of those things that artists, we always draw eyes. So I thought it was just cool to just practice on that first, make a re- kind of cool little eyeball there. And then the shape of that utility box kind of resembles a camera. So with the other half, I transformed it into a camera. And then um, there's another one where it's like, there used to be a strawberry field across from it, but it's not there anymore due to just new construction. And I thought, man, it would be really cool to kind of showcase the fact that there was something here before this construction occurred. So I paid an homage to the to the strawberry workers that were there. And I did like a, you know, a person carrying like a strawberry box on his shoulders and and yeah, you know, just different places. Like um, we also have a Memorial Park and right next to it is a baseball field. So I did like a baseball player on that box and, you know, people love it. You know, it's just kind of like inclusive with the location. That's awesome. Yeah, because you're, you're right. I mean, we see a lot of those boxes and no one really thinks too much of them unless like you work <laughs> in that, right? And you're going to go and uh, use them to fix any issue that's going on. But uh, I, I think that it's great that they've decided to, you know, use them for that. And I'm all for them, you know, or for you guys, like actually painting anything else that's out there that, you know, people don't really look at because, I mean, the more art you have, the better, right? Because it just inspires more people to be artists themselves as well, right? Because I feel like the more you see it, the more you're like, I want to do that as well. And so that kind of helps grow the community, right? Yeah, and that's something when I moved to Merced, I actually brought that idea over. I spoke to the Arts Council or the Art Committee. I spoke to the mayor and I told him like, hey, same thing. I was like, you know what, if it worked in Livingston, you know, so I got drunk again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just emailed Parks and Rec and I told them, uh, hey, I want to, I want to do stuff here. And uh, I told him maybe we can get funding to do these utility boxes. Cause if, um, if I got a good start in Livingston doing these, I would love to promote more artists that want this break. Or well, for me, it was a break, even if it was like a shitty utility box, like mm-hmm. it got my name out there. People were looking at these boxes and it definitely helped getting the next job to the next, you know, next gig to the next gig. And you have to definitely like, leave your imprint you gotta like do like a showstopper you know sometimes to get people kind of interested 
you're like, oh, snap, like we have talent, you know, you got to really step it up just to, I guess, prove yourself at first. But then after that, like they just realize, man, you, you've been here this whole time, you know, and other artists have been here this whole time and definitely gave them a chance to to demonstrate, demonstrate their, their, you know, their art and artistic skills. Yeah, that's awesome. Being that, you know, Merced is like so close by to be able to do more work for them and they need it, right? I mean, the city could use a lot more art because I feel like maybe out of all the 209 cities, uh, I don't know if you've noticed anything different, uh, but I feel like they're the ones that might not have as much art, just like yeah. others. Right? I mean, they're, they're a big city, you know, and it's one thing that like we're, we're definitely trying to push for more art in downtown. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of towns that are missing like that art flair in their downtown. Or, I mean, if you go to SAC, you go to SF, you go anywhere in a big city, you'll find murals, you'll find a mural district. And that's mm-hmm. something that I'm trying to fight for. I'm always trying to look at locations and say, can I beautify this, not gentrify this? Can I create a district that would you know represent the community here? And leave their imprint and not try to hide it, you know, with this cookie cutter art or, you know, finding an artist from like New York and flying them over here because their art's cool, but it doesn't speak to none of us. Like, you don't know what the 209 is, you know, so it's like, we're the 209, you know, so, you know, you see a lot of graffiti and that is art. That is an imprint of our, our, our image here, you know, and, and, you know, just like if you go to L.A., and you see the Chicano art over there. If if other places were like, we're gonna hide this because it's trash, then it you know you would never get to see that beautiful, uh, you know, Mexican American art, that Chicano art, that that I don't know that touch because there's definitely some type of artistic approach that when you look at it, you're like, oh, that really resonates with the Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. So you know we have communities here, and sometimes are are like a our message is, could be powerful through art and showcase that this is the imprint. This is who we are. This is Merced. And, you know, other places like, I mean, Delhi kind of doesn't have it. Sherlock, hell no, they don't have it. Modesto, <laughs> they're doing First Friday. They're doing Domo walls. Um, they're doing mural projects in in every area. I, I got more gigs in Modesto than in my hometown in, in Merced. So I'm always driving to Modesto to do more projects with them. So it's a definite, definite um, uphill battle. But, uh, you know, we're definitely going to see some improvement or I'm fighting for improvement uh, as we go. There's a couple strong artists, heavy hitters that work with me. And, I, you know, we all are part of this team. And we're just trying to, like, showcase the fact that Merced gets a lot of show. That's cool. And I think it could also be like a domino effect, right? Where if they see how great it is in Modesto, other cities are going to be jealous and (laughs) be like, hey, we want to do that too, right? So uh, I feel like it might be replicated across Mm -hmm. other places. Two more things. First, I want to ask, like, is there any other art projects aside from like the murals that like you're working on right now? Yeah, well, I recently got into ceramics because as a art technician, I have to uh, maintain like the the area i have to put stuff in the kiln fire things up make glazes so i'm i'm not i'm you know doing the whole science doing the whole recipe and it's kind of cool like learning this type of like a sculpture side of my art field and you know making mugs cups 
plates, things like that. So it's really cool. But, you know, that's just a new hobby that I'm trying to learn. But, uh, you know, in the future, I'm going to try to do tattooing. I'm going to try to do rug making. Or I'm learning with my, you know, with my cousin and my friend, uh, Rafa, you know, he's in the fraternity too. Uh, you know, they're, they're making their own beer. So I'm trying to see how I can collab with them on, you know, it's just passion project after passion projects, but, uh, murals are always going to be something fun that I want to showcase huge and publicly for sure. That's awesome. And everywhere you look, there's always a way to collaborate with your art too. Right. I mean, no matter what it is, I feel like there's always uh, something there. Well, uh, last thing, and I want to know, do you have any advice for anyone trying to uh, get into murals or just in general wanting to be an artist in, in the Valley or even outside of the Valley? Yeah, I feel like anybody could do this. Um, it's not tough to do a mural. Um, honestly, I always tell people, like, I'm not hiding any secrets. I'm like, I love to show people how to do these things. When I have mural projects, I invite the community to see how you know, we can all do this. We can all create a community wall. We can fund murals, you know, like there's a lot of planning to them, but honestly, get a drawing, get a projector, find a wall, blast it, get a ladder. If it's a big wall, get something, but try to find something that you can reach and just trace your design. We live in a, in a modern, in the modern world where we have technology. Let's use it. Cause you know, you could definitely do grids, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's uh, if you feel like uh, you're cheating, then, you know, at the end of the day, you're you have to put in the detail. You have to put in the work. You're just trying to put this paint by numbers together. And honestly, that's what it is. But when you do it in a big scale, every detail is just oh, like one stroke or like one kind of thing. Like it's not like being so detailed in it. Um, and it's fun. You know, it's a uh, create a design, create something simple, get that projector, blast on the wall, trace it tomorrow. Fill it up. Do your thing. I think anybody could do this. Um, as a career-wise, you are definitely trying to hunt, and you're you know you're making your you're paving the way for yourself to uh, to be exposed as an artist, to be uh, showcasing public walls and huge walls, and either working with community or working you know with your own interest is going to be tough. But once you do it, I think that's the whole point. Is that yeah we you know we struggle and that's that's part of the journey because we're not doing this for the money you know if we wanted money we would first say art's going to be my side thing <laughs> you know and and it's you know art's the passion that art's the thing that you're like oh, like screw it I just want to do this so there is that struggle there is going to be moments where you're just struggling mentally physically financially but. It's that end result where you're just like, I, I did it. A lot of the times when I'm doing murals, you know, I'm just dreading. I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm happy doing this, but I'm also just like, I'm so tired. I just want to finish. And then when I'm done, I spend like 20 minutes, 30 minutes just looking at it. And I'm like, I should drive home now. Like I should leave. Like I should get out of here. Right. And you're kind of stuck just admiring. Cause you're like, wow, this is what it was. This was what a journey, you know? So it's definitely, uh, you know, something that I would have to, tell somebody is you got to stick in there. You know, you definitely have to do this for yourself and you're not, you don't, you know, money comes later. Uh, you know, that's something that I could definitely, you know, vouch and say that, you know, I can definitely say, you know, the money comes later. And if you're doing everything right, if you're networking, right, if you're doing all that stuff, you're good, you know, you're good. 
So definitely explore. Don't feel like you got to be in one bubble, you know, like just branch out because you could be good at so many things. You're an artist. It doesn't mean that you're like an amazing painter. You're, that means that as an artist, you can, whatever ideas you have, you can, you, you can be a conduit and just like release that out into the world. And I think that's something that people are like, oh, I'm very limited. Find that new spot. And yeah. Well, that, that was really awesome, man. Really inspirational words there. And uh, I mean, thank you so much for being on here. Best of luck with your uh, future projects. And, you know, I can't wait to see your mural here in downtown. I'll have to go and you'll have to tell me where it's at and I'll go check it out, take some pictures and, and share them. Yeah, cool. Is it cool if I do like a little uh, selfish plug? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. so I definitely want to say shout out to like anybody that supported me. Um, and just want to let you know that the next project that I'll probably be doing soon would be an underpass project here in Merced. We got a commission through Caltrans to just, you know, do public art underneath the 99. So that's going to be a really big project. I, I'm doing a, a, my own wall and other artists. I believe we have like six other walls. And it's just the center of the of the freeway. So it should be really interesting to see. There's other different types of beautification going on and other places with Caltrans, but we definitely got the underpass. And um, we'll see what we do with, with that, you know. I'm definitely doing something that would be an homage to our uh, to our field workers, and I want to just you know represent what the 29 is about. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's a major project being in the 99, and I, I mean, I just talked about the street in Livingston and all that too. But this one, this one's gonna be the probably the biggest one you've ever worked on, right? Because of exposure and all the traffic. Yeah. One last thing, actually, now that you mentioned that too, where can people follow you at? Yeah, you can definitely follow me on Instagram at gamut92 or gamut underscore 92. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm always on Instagram. So you can definitely check that out. And I'm pretty responsive. If you just like have any questions, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, once again, thanks, man. And hey, we'll, we'll be chatting in the future. Yeah, sounds good. Once again, thank you so much to Joel for being on the show tonight. It was really great to learn more about uh, his mural work and just in general how he became an artist. And uh, I personally think it's just really so inspirational to hear other creative stories here in the 209 and all the amazing work that they're doing. And if anyone isn't too familiar with the 209, if this is maybe your first episode or you've listened to a couple of them but have never really visited here, I mean, we are growing in the creative space. Uh, you know, we're not at the level of like the bigger cities, but it's just been really inspirational as a creative myself to see how much growth has been going on in the space for like the last 10 years. And so awesome stuff there. I'll be sharing some of his mural work on our social media. So if you haven't followed them yet at the 209 Journey is uh, where you can find them at. So check him out. Look at all his amazing artwork. He has a lot of really great stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to all the projects you'll be working on in the future, especially that project you mentioned in 99. One project that if you are passing by Merced on Highway 99, you'll be able to see it. So it's got to be a really um, amazing thing to be able to tell everyone that your artwork is there. So uh, great for Joel. I'm really proud of him and all the work he's done and just all the more amazing things he'll continue to do here in the 209. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the 209 Journey podcast tonight. Uh, once again, as I've mentioned in the past, 
if you know someone who would like to be here on the show, someone born in the 209, or maybe they moved here uh, and they have a story to tell, please feel free to contact me on any of the social media pages and let me know. And I'll definitely uh, try and uh, schedule something with them and see if we can have them here on the show. So uh, please feel free to do so. Thank you so much for everyone for listening to the show tonight. Uh, We'll see you next time here on the 209 Journey Podcast.